degree to which next year will be better than this year depends almost entirely on internal improvement. But the degree to which their games matter, that's different. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Good luck prying from anybody, anybody within the organization to what extent they plan to take 2022 seriously. If only because, if we're being honest here, that's a hell of a question to have to ask, right? I mean, I've written and spoken for years that covering the Pirates has felt like having to explain the inexplicable, where I find normalcy in things that shouldn't be normal. But that's that's what it is. That's what the job is. And that's still where this team's build is. They're not really in a clear-cut position to say, hey, you know what? We're really going to do something next year. They're just not. They're just not. We've gone over a billion times as to why they're not, but the very short version of it is, if you're ever going to do a big bump in payroll, you aren't going to do it when you're missing this many pieces because you can't conceivably make up for that lack of talent via free agency. You just can't do it. Unless, you know, you're the Dodgers or whoever that's rolling around in $300 million. This isn't a nutting thing, believe it or not. It's just not. If Bob Nutting took every penny that he and his dad have and everybody else and they pumped the payroll up to whatever, $150 million, it's not going to make this kind of dent. All of us saw where this pitching staff ended up this year. All of us saw that. That was right out there on the field. That's not some deep, dark company secret. We all saw this bullpen, aside from David Bednar and Chris Stratton. Pitching costs a lot of money. I asked Ben Charrington last week in his end-of-season access period what he thought about 2022 in terms of going to the outside and you know maybe stepping on the pedal a little bit in terms of being aggressive with this build yes um of course there'd be value in improving the 2022 team and that will be our aim to do that we just have to do it in a way that is consistent with what we believe gives us a chance to build a winning team here and a sustainable winning team here over time so if there's, way, if, if there's ways we can improve the 2022 team um, that still give uh, a young player a chance to grow, improve, become more than what they are now, then we should look at that. We should, we should pursue that. If there's ways we can add to the team that we simply think are just represent an opportunity, you know, that where we're 
you know, where we see some value in a trade or in free agency. Um, and maybe we can, we think there's some way we can, um, you know, we can acquire a player and, and that player will be better uh, than um, maybe he has been, or we can do something developmentally, then absolutely we should be focused on that. Uh, we want to improve. We want, we want to see steady growth, absolutely, um, from our team. Um, we just have to be focused on specific player acquisitions that are consistent with what we believe gives us the best chance to not just get to a winning team, but sustain it over time. Yeah, I got to tell you, from where I sit, that's a great big no chance, man. <laughs> wow. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern right across Federal Street from PNC Park, home of Steak on a Stone, home of the planet's best baseball bar environment. Check it out for the playoff games. They're still very much open and eager for your business, even with the Pirates having been long since eliminated. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. How much do you plug from the outside, and to what extent do you invest in that? Those are the actual questions at hand. You heard in there that Charrington would be very much open to pursuing trades and pursuing free agents. What he doesn't say is, you know, who are they? What are they? If it's more of, and I say this respectfully as a guy who really, really admires him, if it's more of Ben Gamble, you know, that's not making the difference. I like having Gamble around. I hope the Pirates keep him. I think I've mentioned that a time or two, but this isn't this isn't something that's a difference maker. This isn't looking at, for example, your current outfield. Ooh, let's do the outfield because that's easier than the pitching. The pitching is like a mega project. But with your outfield, you have, by my reckoning, a center fielder. He's a potentially great center fielder, but that's all you got. You don't have a starting left fielder, and you don't have a starting right fielder. You want to talk about maybe trying O'Neill Cruz out there. You're going to get into all kinds of different dialogue. But as we're speaking right now, you don't have a corner outfielder. So what do you do with that? Well, you can say Gamble, you know, was kind of adequate and he'll be good enough to be a, a space holder until somebody arrives. But guess what? There's no one arriving because Indianapolis didn't have any outfielders either. And I don't want to hear about Travis Swaggerty until he at least plays some ball in AAA. And I don't want to hear about Jared Oliva at all. So what do you have left? What do you have left? Rodolfo Castro is an outfielder? Not sure I really think of him that way, but I'm also... Not sure at all that I want to see him come to Pittsburgh with just, you know, barely a handful of at-bats above the double-A level. I want to see him prove himself, especially especially with the way he wound down in his final few weeks here. Hoy Park? No. Anthony Alford? No. But what do you do? What do you do? This is a place... Where if you're Charrington, you you can't do this thing 
that he did at the beginning of 2021 where you're just, hey, everybody, here's Dustin Fowler. Meet Dustin Fowler. Okay, Dustin, you're out of here, man. And you just do that like 10 times until you run into a gamble that you kind of like. That's the kind of stuff I feel like the Pirates need to get past. Even if it's not part of the future, even if it's not something that they say, wow, this could be part of our, you know, our core, what we're building here. Go get yourself an outfielder. Go get yourself an outfielder. You know, he's not available yet, but you know what's one name that'll come up? I'll bet will be Kutch. Did you know he could very well be a free agent this winter? He's due $15 million next year if the Phillies exercise a club option. Even though he hit a ton of home runs, I don't think they will. That's an awful lot, an awful lot for where he was production-wise. So they'd have to pay a $3 million buyout, at which point, to repeat, he's a free agent. Cutch in left field? Sure, everybody would love that. Might even sell a few tickets over it. Kutch would be in left field playing next to the guy that the Pirates got for him. Wow, can't lose. I'm not suggesting this will happen. No, I shouldn't have gone down that road. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but this is the kind of stuff that they need to get around to doing. My belief is that should start in 2022 because they can't go through another one of these. They can't be doing this 100 loss thing while they're buying time for the Greensboro Cavalry to arrive. They need to get better at the big league level. I asked. I thought it was a fair thing to ask. I didn't get much of an answer. wasn't really expecting one. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and today's J1Q comes from David Burson, who asks, DK, it's been two years with the current management team. Has there been any talk about the quality of the scouting and development team under the current front office as opposed to the previous one, as well as other teams across Major League Baseball? I ask because for a smaller market team, those need to be two areas where they excel, and I'm curious about the differences David, I appreciate the question. I hope you appreciate that it's a really, really tough one to answer. And the main reason for that isn't that it's difficult to get uh, honest evaluations or fair evaluations when it comes to development in general. But it's mostly because 2020 was just shot, you know? Not just for baseball, but like for the whole planet. There really wasn't much that you could gauge. If you think about it, they sent a handful of players to Altoona for a satellite camp in which they didn't have enough pitching to conduct scrimmages. They ran out of pitchers because of the way the rules were structured. So you saw nothing. You learned nothing. 2021 at least offered us so far, a full minor league season. And now, on top of that, we're going to get instructs. There were instructs last year, too. And if, if you'll recall, the amount of evaluation that was done 
by independent outlets like the, you know the Baseball Americas and MLB pipelines of the world was crazy. Like they were talking about instructional league as if you know it was a thing. It's not. It's it's not competitive in any way. It's not something you can track. So when they were all just like Quinn Priester has rocketed up the rankings because of his performance in instructs, and it was like, what? So even that you couldn't really take all that seriously. It's a great thing to have on top of a full minor league season. It's an incredibly useful tool. But more than anything, it's a tool that's used for exactly what it sounds like, instruction. They have a chance to take players and really give them highly individualized education on certain things that they need to do that over the course of a play a ball game every single day, spring, summer, and fall, you can't do. That's what instructs are really about. Did they get better? Well, probably the only reasonable gauge that we're going to have with this sort of thing is if they had talent get inputted into the system, what happened to the talent? Did it get better? Did it progress? Did it get worse? You want to hear a good example? Prospect almost nobody talks about. Andy Rodriguez, who was the his league's MVP with the low-A Bradenton Marauders, catcher. He came from the Mets in one of the five million trades that have been made over the past year and a half. And Andy got better by every account in every way, but particularly with the bat. That's to someone's credit. That's not something that can occur just by someone filling out a report that says, well, the Bradenton people or the roving hitting coordinator or pitching coordinator or catching coordinator did a really great job. You don't have to wonder. You just look at the kid. Now, how much of that is the kid himself? How much of it was advice that he picked up from his manager on the scene, his positional coach on the scene, a roving instructor? Maybe his dad, maybe his old high school coach or college coach or coach from the Dominican or wherever a player might have originally come from. These things you just can't know. Adam Frazier has told me multiple times when he's gotten out of a, a hitting slump that he did so because of something his dad noticed on TV. You know, it's just how it happens. You know who's going to get the credit for it when he looks like Babe Ruth for a week? Yeah, the hitting coach. The team's hitting coach, even though he wouldn't have had anything to do with it. So it's not an exact science. I feel comfortable right now at this stage, Andy, as you said, they've been here for a couple of years, of saying that we've seen more progression from the bigger name prospects than we have of anything in the other direction. If you think about, you know, just the first rounders, you're thinking about a Priester, you're thinking about Nick Gonzalez, you're thinking about a, a higher end guy like a, a, a Liever These players got better. They got better. 
we were sitting here in Pittsburgh, me and you and a lot of other people, saying, why aren't they promoting these guys? Why aren't they promoting these guys? Well, that's a good thing. That means that they were outperforming, in our eyes anyway, the level that they were at. So, so far, from the best of anyone's ability to tell, yes, they've gotten results. And you know what I'm going to say next. None of it means a thing until they get results in Pittsburgh. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pius. Let's do it again tomorrow.